All right, all right, all right. So um, my first year of school, about like two months into it, I guess, probably not even that long. I don't think it was two months. I was, um, I was like, I was hanging out, and um, there was a whole group of people, and um, I like I didn't grow up in church or anything, so I didn't really know proper like church etiquette whatsoever. And so I'm in this circle of like Bible school people and and kids and whatever. And I said this extremely inappropriate joke, and in my mind it was hilarious. But nobody laughed except for one person. And Chaney starts, like, falling on the ground laughing. And we have been best buds ever since. And that, that is legitimately how, um, how our friendship started. And um, I'm telling you, the, the guy that I met five, almost six years ago does not even resemble the man that he's becoming. And um, there's, really, <laughs> there's really no end to a guy like Chaney because he's good at everything he does. So... And he's willing to try. So, anyways, you guys give him another shout as he comes up. He's going to tear the house down. So, man, that was serious. I'm going to need everybody to stand up. Just stand up. Let's just start to thank Jesus again, because it's pretty amazing what he's done in our lives. It's funny, I look back now and just realize, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I used to do that stuff. Does anybody ever do that? Like, take a step back and just think, like, man, I didn't even realize how much Jesus has done in my life. So I just like to thank him from time to time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you can sit back down now. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm nervous, so I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to be walking all over the place and sitting and standing up and waiting for Isaac. I'm just playing. I decided that I was just going to talk about my life and kind of what's been going on. We're just going to kind of have a dialogue, except for I'll do all the talking. Okay, then, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. So a couple weeks back, actually a couple months now, I was uh, sitting in the basement at my house, kind of just hanging out. And then when I sit quietly, I just start to think. I have random thoughts, random crazy thoughts. <laughs> my first thought was like, oh, my goodness, I'm a son of God. Like, I've inherited heaven. This is, that's freaking awesome. Then my second thought was a terrible, terrible one directly after that one. It was, uh, how come my life doesn't look like heaven? And then I just went off on a tangent. It was a bad night. It was a real bad night. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, my goodness. Like, God says I can, have, I can have anything, and I feel like I ask sometimes, and I don't get stuff. What's going on? And I start to just ask God questions like, does, do I have to believe in your faithfulness for you to be faithful? Oh, I was looking at Justin. It wasn't like one of those, can I get amen type things. <laughs> then my second question was like, are you good because you say you're good? Or are you good because I believe that you're good? 
And it really, it really took me on a spin. It made me, I'm just going to go to some scripture. Can we bring up Romans 2, 4, I think it is. Somebody help me out, please. (laughs) Okay, it's the second half. It's the second half. So I was sitting there thinking, like, oh, God, like, why do I have to believe for you to be good for you to be good? And then this is the first scripture that came to my mind. Not the first part, the second. (laughs) The second part. Knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. And in my Bible, it says the goodness of God leads man to repentance. So I'm sitting there thinking, because I'd had some conversations with people before, and I'm not like one of those cats that feels everything during worship, or when people pray for me, I don't really feel anything. So I was thinking about that, like, oh, God, like, how come I don't feel anything? Like, what's wrong with me? And I was just like, I know that you say that your love is always poured out with me on me, and I know that you say that you always love me. How come I never feel anything? And it was kind of like one of those downward spiral of thoughts, and it didn't lead to anything good. And I just felt like he was just, he kept reading this over me, and he was just saying, like, I'm going to be so good to you that you're going to have no choice but to fall in love with me. And it was kind of a weird, because you know how some people say, like, oh, well, you just got to believe for this, or uh, uh, I for real lost my train of thought. I was going somewhere, I swear. Hold on, give me one second. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> or people will say, like, uh, God's not going to give you this until you're ready for it, which, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Or a good father waits for his son to get something. Or if a, go- a good father won't give his son something that he's not ready for. And I was sitting there thinking about that scripture, just like, oh, my goodness, like, his goodness is going to lead me to repentance. It's not just like, oh, he's, he's going to hold this back from you until you're ready. He's going to give it to you. And if you mess up, he's going to give it to you again. And if you mess up, he's going to give it to you again. That's the goodness of God leading man to repentance, which is a crazy thought for me. He says he showers his love upon us, which is also another crazy thought. I'm not going to lie to you guys. This isn't going to take long either. I had like a whole mess of notes and I just went through all of them bad boys in like <laughs> in two minutes. <laughs> That's nerve wracking. <laughs> oh, I don't need this. So in this time of my life, I'm like, I was kind of down for a couple weeks. So I go to Justin, I talk to him and I'm just like, man, I've noticed in the Bible, like Paul, Moses, all these big dog cats had like, they had an experience with God and then they were never the same. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, bro, I haven't had one of those experiences. And then he kind of talked to me about how I used to act and (laughs) things that I used to do. It was was an interesting day. And then can we please go to, oh, dang. I knew I shouldn't have took that out. (laughs) Romans 3, verse 3. 
So we talk a lot about faith in the church. This is my second question, God. Like, why do I need faith? Like, what does that even mean? And I was at New Life last night, and I still hadn't got that question answered. And he was, he was talking about something. I can't remember what he was talking about. But I started reading Romans. And I found this scripture, and it really, like, blew my mind. Does our belief in God's faithfulness make him faithful? Which is it's a crazy thought to me because we, we talk about faith a lot in the church. Like, you got to have enough faith for this, and you got to have a lot of faith, enough faith for that. But, like, God's not about that. He's going to be faithful regardless. It's, it's definitely a beautiful thing. So that was a, those are my two questions that I, that I had answered. <laughs> this is kind of the next thing I wanted to talk about. This is a question that recently got asked me, like, what do you feel called to at Pulse? What do you think you're supposed to be doing here at Pulse? Go to Isaiah 61. It's so weird somebody's calling me right now. I haven't got a phone call all day. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that. Sixty-one, Isaiah sixty-one, is that up there? Oh shoot, I'm sorry. Sixty-one, verse one. So I get prophecies all the time, and it's super exciting. And uh, a couple of years ago, do you guys know Sharon Patrick from Karis? God had told me like a month before I'd I'd talked to her that uh, when I sang or when I spoke that His presence was going to be released into the room. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And I haven't seen really anything or felt like anything has happened when I sang, but that's pretty cool. And uh, this year, before we went up to Prayer Mountain for that little worship thing on January 1st, I was praying for this year and what my role was going to be at Pulse. And I got taken to this scripture. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, captives and release from darkness. Ooh. And release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our Lord. To comfort all who mourn. I don't necessarily know how things look. But uh, I just feel like this is going to be a year for this house that there's no longer going to be any sickness. In this house, there's no longer going to be rent paid late. Our God isn't really down with that. I mean, our provision doesn't come a week after. It comes right on time. I was, uh, 
watching a documentary on Lonnie Frisbee today. Do you guys know who that is? Pretty serious type cat. And I love Randy Clark. And I noticed like there's been two serious revivals in the past like 50 years. And the only thing that was said for these bad boys to break out was Holy Spirit come. This cat said Holy Spirit come and like a whole hundred, a whole congregation of people fell out. I was kind of thinking about like that uh, when I speak, the Spirit of the Lord will come or the Holy Spirit will show up. And why God took me to uh, Isaiah 61 to set captives free. And then I realized that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So I feel like for this year, my role in this house is to set people free. I don't know how it looks. But all I'm going to do is say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And it's not like one of those weird things where we're like beckoning the Holy Spirit. It's kind of one of those things where heaven works off of honor. And it's an honor to ask the Holy Spirit to come. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And I've noticed like when you start to thank God things change. I've just started saying, thank you, Jesus, and things have started to change. So thank you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, come. We invite you into this room tonight. We invite you into this room tonight. I was praying about tonight, and I felt like somebody has arthritis in this room, and we're going to heal that tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Is there a right shoulder that's hurt in the room? Does anybody have a right shoulder that's hurt? Come up to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremy, will you pray for him? My boy Jeremy here was addicted to drugs for a long time. He's a crazy, radical Jesus lover. He got healed of kidney failure. So, Jeremy, release that over him, that healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody have arthritis? We'll take that one, too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel like somebody had a head wound that happened when, like two years ago. God is going to heal that tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Actually, forget it. Anybody with any kind of pain in their body, come up. Jesus is going to heal you tonight. Anybody with any kind of pain, brother, come on up. Jesus is going to heal you tonight with any kind of pain. You got any pain back there? Call on up, brother, don't be shy. God says he's no respecter of any man. So what he'll do in his life, in his life, he'll do in anybody else's life. Chris, will you come pray for this cat right here? I'm gonna need Isaac to come up. Isaac got a word the other day that he's gonna be healing people. So. I just figured he'd tackle this one. Tiffany, could you come up too? I kind of had a plan tonight. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Oh, Tiffany. I... Gone, girl. Gone. <laughs> like I said, there's, there's times in people's lives where they encounter the Holy Spirit and they're changed forever. Tonight is going to be one of those nights. Tonight is going to be one of those nights. In a little bit, we're going to go back into worship. 
and the Holy Spirit's going to show up. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. I just want to thank him and honor him for being here. Things are going to change tonight. Father, I just thank you for freedom for, from financial problems in this house. Father, I thank you for freedom for hurts in this house. I thank you for broken hearts being healed in this house tonight, Father. Broken hearts being healed tonight, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your presence, Father. I've noticed that people that hang out with Jesus act completely crazy. So more of your presence, Father. If things start to get weird in here, and people start laughing and acting crazy, when's the last time you saw the devil make people laugh? Thank you, Jesus. More of your presence, Father. More of your presence, Father. Jesus is always healing. He isn't just healed. He's not just the healer. He's always healing. In his presence is healing. So more of his presence. I pray for more of his presence. I thank you tonight that he's melting hearts. Thank you, Jesus. You're melting hearts. In Ezekiel, it says he's given us a heart of flesh, and no, we no longer have a heart of stone. So I release compassion in this room tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It was crazy. I, I lead worship at a youth group, and I've been reading this book, so I've just been trying to go for things. Just like, forget about it. Let's see what Jesus can do. And I got up, and I said, like, who has a hurt arm in this room tonight? And this little girl raised her hand, and I was just like, oh, snap. That was real. I definitely heard from Jesus. This is awesome. And I was just like, well, that's going to get healed. And Mel prayed for her, and she started moving her arm, and she was just like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't hurt anymore. My reaction was just like, oh, my God. Jesus just healed your arm. And she was just like, yes, yeah, it's, it's fine. It doesn't hurt anymore. I don't know if people realize what's going on. If arms are getting healed, that means Jesus showed up. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Jesus, 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 more of Jesus. He is always healing. He is always healing. didn't just die so we could go to heaven. He didn't just die so we could go to heaven. He died so he can be in the presence of the Father. Jesus isn't down with you guys being in pain. He's not down with you guys being sad. He's not down with any kind of depression. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
when we talk about his presence here, we're talking about a relationship with the Father. I just want more of him. I just want more of him. brokenhearted tonight. Hearts are being healed in this room tonight. Doesn't take 20 years of counseling, just one meeting with Jesus.
Bible says, uh, in the beginning, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. I like to kind of make the connection. This is how my mind thinks. In the beginning, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then a few verses later, later it says the Word came down and was made flesh. So they're talking about Jesus right there. Then in Colossians 1, it says that Jesus is the exact image of God. It means he's the same character of God. What Jesus did in situations is the exact same thing that God would do in situations. And this is how Jesus described the Father. The story of the prodigal son. The father, the, the son asked, Dad, I want my inheritance. I'm tired of this. I'm out. I'm leaving. Dad gives him his inheritance. The kid wastes all his money, and it says that the dad knew what the kid was going to do. The kid's laying in the slum with the pigs, and he remembers who he was, and he's just like, I'm going to go back home. I'm just giving you a gist of the story. I'm sure you all know it. So Jesus, the way that he describes the father is that he's going to give everything that he has, and when you come back, he's going to put a ring back on your finger. He's going to give everything that he has. If you mess up and come back, he's going to put a ring right back on your finger. That's how much he loves us. The goodness of God leads man to repentance. 